Praise the Lord. We thank God once again for today. Thank you everyone who has been able to tune in. Yesterday, I spoke about quite a number of things. Even today, I'm going to share with you something. By the grace of God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would use me so that I can reach you. I pray that God will answer your questions. I pray for the Spirit. The Spirit of self-examination shall come upon our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, yesterday I talked about anointing and I want to continue to talk about anointing. Every time I remember how I got to know that word um as an Anglican who was raised by Anglicans and as a minister then and I used to sing in the choir those singers that we can really tell those who made it in life that sing the antiphona we really used to sing in our times. Eh, yes. We used to really sing then. Praise the Lord. When we were at Olivia's wedding, I was reminding myself of the times that were in the Namirembe Cathedral. I was remembering where we used to pass. And as peeping at where we used to sit. I was like, oh, we used to live in those days. We really used to sing. If it is singing that would take one to heaven, I would have already made it to heaven. Do you know that a time came and on Sundays I would wake up very early in the morning with, with my friend Geoffrey Daula I wonder where he's at I last learned of his whereabouts when he was in the UK that is when I last got to know what concerns him I think being busy keeps us away from our friends but he was my friend we used to live together we used to sing together Used to sing in the choir called Church of Uganda. And that church is called Chibuya Church of Uganda. It's in Machindia Kumadirisa. Now the people who know Machindia. When you go to the sub county, when you move past the barracks. No yambuka. And you go up. Let me hope. Who knows where much indeed. Can you get the direction? Do you see where the barracks is? What's next after the barracks? 
So you go up. You go up to the end of the hill. You see a church and a school. That place is much India, but the church is called Chibuya Church of Uganda. In that time, we had a reverend. And this gentleman was a doctor. Reverend Dr. Chitio. His name was Reverend Dr. Chitio. And he also had a home in Nangabo. Reverend Dr. Chitio. Reverend Dr. Chitio. Was our Reverend in that time. Now I and Geoffrey. We used to stay at Bakuli's. So we'd leave. Bakuli. It was a bakery, but the Bagandas called it Bakuli. You understand that? So we'd leave Bakuli's and then go to Chibuye. There's a choir master that we had then. His name was Kauma. Now, Mr. Kauma. Um, yeah, used to be with him. Uh, and we used to sleep at his house on Saturdays. We used to have practice on Saturdays and would spend the night at his at exactly 6 a.m. would already be up and then would move 6.30 would be at the church, the Chibuye church. Rehearsals would go in for the rehearsals by the time it clocks seven, I'd already I would hold the, the cross. We would enter the, the, the church in a queue. <laughs> we would put on garments and would, would enter while we, we are singing a song. While the pianos are sounding. I used to hold the cross and I think those things followed me. So I would hold the cross and lead then the, the choir would follow. Now the reverends would follow. After them sitting, I would also sit. And then the service would start. I used to attend the first service in Chibuye. And then, the people in Namirembe had already seen us. But sporting, had already spotted that. It was a function, so we went there. Whilst there, when we were singing, some people spotted us and said, Those who are singing, we told them we don't sing from here. We sing from Chibuya, and they said, No, you're lying. You come, we shall be giving you money. You'll be boarding from Chibuya and come to the cathedral and sing in the main service. And that is how we used to do it. 
it would be Chibuye Church of Uganda. After the first service, taxi, we'd board a taxi. Mupaka, we get to the taxi park. Taxi, and we get into another taxi. And then get to on to taxis that would take us Wabule to Mirembe. But what used to hurt me Ngate a lot, there was no taxi that would go up the hill of Mirembe. In that time, when you decide to take a rubaga taxi, it would put you at Sanyu Baby's home. Do you know where that place is? The bad thing I'm talking about people who know Sanyu Baby's home. Who knows Sanyu Baby's home? Down there. Yes. Yes. Would then run the exactly it would put you way below that. On that road to Mengo. So would cross. And then run very fast. Would run up the hill of Namirembe. So we could go. So we could go to the Synod Hall. Now that Synod Hall. The, the old synod hall, not the new one. That is where we do our rehearsals from. For 30 minutes. Those people were to before. And you, you have to see, is it really it? <laughs> we wanted to be like people from Canterbury. It was really massive. At times before the Ruraga taxis would get would board the Kasubi taxis. Now the Kasubi taxis would leave us at Bakulis. There was a route through Bakulis that uh, we would take and we would go ne up and would run up to up the hill. <laughs> Kasubi taxis were a bother to us because it, it was far from the cathedral. And at times it would rain. But you have to really keep time. Praise the Lord. So would then leave. At a quarter to, to ten. The rehearsals would be done. And you had to hurry up and go to the vestry. Where you dress up from. Up. I will not explain to you how we used to put on those garments. Because you also don't tell me exactly what you put on. Whether it's the shirt first, then the vest last, I don't know. Now, me too, I won't share. But would really look nice. Would put on those red long garments. And then you put on that uh, outer garment. And then also put on the long curls. Hello. That is what happened in those days. Now, a few minutes to ten. Those people are good at timekeeping. So the, the, the pipe organ would sound. When we, we've already queued up, then the song would start. We would walk as we sing. And we would take around 10 minutes to that. We would be as if a, a bridal entourage. 
And then we go to that point where the Olivias were wedded and then would go up the side. The choirs would occupy their seats. I would be the one still holding the cross and I would go further. I don't know whether they still hold the cross. Or it was tough for them to go. But those things rarely die out. So would go. No, the reverence would go. Bishop And the bishop would come. Holding holding his scepter. There's someone who would hold his scepter. Ah, and also me after. Now the ritual that I saw there. Everyone who would come had to honor the cross that I would be holding. Just like the other lady did. I don't know her name. When she enters, she first bows down. And then she comes. Now that is how people would do that. Now that was me before knowing everything. But I knew that they were bowing before the cross. They were honoring the cross. But because I would also be behind the cross, it's as if I was sharing in the honor. Amen. Amen. Now, in that time, so now we've already entered. And then the service would begin. We would begin with announcements. They would tell us to sing the first song. Remember, we came in with a song. But again, we start with another song. And the service would go on. In Anglican church, we don't call it mass. We call it a service. A mass is for Catholics. I think you understand that. Everything was just enjoyable. When we would get done with the main service, at would get out in the same way like we entered. And would, would negotiate the bend and go back to where we had been. There was a, sh- a shortcut, but we'd never use it and would take the other route from which we came. I think you can hear that. Every time we'd get down, would not go back. They would prepare a lunch at the cathedral. We have the lunch. There was a service where 15 people would attend. And it would be from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Whether it's had four people or three people. Would and sing for God. There would never be many the, the way you see that it's so big so you would sing and hear the echoes bouncing back and every time we would finish at 5pm they would then bid us farewell and we go back the entire day would be spent at church but at times I ask myself but did really God count my efforts then 
But until I answered myself, the Bible says that the times of ignorance were not considered by the Lord. So I come down with If you're there and you're still proud of the fact that you were an altar boy in the Catholic Church and you that you have a crown, there is no crown for you. The Bible says that the Lord never considered the times of ignorance. Acts 17.30 it says truly these times of ignorance God overlooked but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained he has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead Amen in Uganda Praise the Lord. There is someone he set apart. And he's called Christ Jesus. The Bible says that the times of ignorance, not knowing what, not knowing salvation, being ignorant of salvation. We grew up in religion and we thought it was the way. But the way is Christ Jesus. And in those days, Every time you'd call uh, you talk about the anointing, it was not clear to them. I started getting to know what anointing was after joining the born agains. I told you about how I joined the born agains. I didn't come to get saved. I just came to, to watch how people <laughs> Run mad. I sat at the back as from school. And I was like, let me just go and see what happens. I then heard people clapping their hands loudly. People were dancing while singing. Do you know how you can look in disgust? And then you first stay at the back. And you hear the way people pray. <laughs> praying here and there. And we're like, but I'm like, but there is a lot of order in our church. You observe silence. Observe silence. And the reverend prays for you. If it is a blessing, you observe silence. And he says that the blessing of the Lord, of our Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let it be upon you and your children and your country. Everything was really clear. But the things were born against really left me perplexed. This one is praying, this one is praying, the other one is praying. That does, like I'll never go back to born against. I've seen enough. There's only one thing that took me back to born again. That very day. When I went back home, I felt a lot of peace. 
I felt light. And I asked myself, what exactly happened to me? No one touched me. I was like, no way. You're joking. I have to clearly examine where this kind of situation is coming from. It was beautiful. I felt so good. I felt light. A lot of peace. A lot of hope. I want to assure you, I did not even hear the gospel because I had come to spy to see this new doctrine to look at the false prophets that the Bible prophesied. They used to overwhelm us about them in church. Be careful of those new religions. But every time you warn people, it's as if you have seen, you sent them rather to and and As like I also will not try and before seeing what when happens. I saw these people. That is what happened. Praise the Lord. I went. Then I got time to come back. This time, I tested God. He said, these people lie to us. If I ask for a particular amount of money because I thought money was something, if he gives it to me, then I will know that these people are not liars. Then I prayed, Lord, give me this amount. In that time, I thought that was an amount. That is what I asked for, and I walked out of church. Two days later, a visitor came at home. I was seated on the dining, reading, revising my books. They had their conversations with, in the living room with Muzei. Then when Muzei was escorting this guy, and the guy told me, well done, thank you for studying. And he asked me, can I give you some money? So I turned. So Mzei got out. When he reached out for his pocket, he, he got out the money and counted as if he was giving an adult. That exact amount of money that I told God is the money that he gave me, but initially I didn't know it was that much. What I remember though, the dining table was like, like and my bedroom was just after him giving me the money. And is giving him a push. I just ran to my bedroom to first see these uh, paper notes that are more than two or three. I started counting and it's the exact amount of money. And when I was asking God, I told him, when you ever give me money, I'll even buy a Bible from it. And that was the exact amount of money. I didn't know anything about the tithe. And what I did, when I went to school, I got some time and I went and bought the Bible. I went and bought a Bible. 
And that Bible of mine was stolen from church. And that really hurt me and it caused me I thought there were no things among born again. I thought now that God has answered my prayer. Those people are more than holy. I had brought my my uncivilization from Natete. And I placed my Bible over someone. And I was too relaxed in church. I was closing my eyes, but on opening them, my Bible was missing. I looked for the Bible. Everyone had left for home. And I was like, I'll never go back to Bona. I didn't know there were also thieves. That's the end of the story. Please leave me alone. Praise the Lord. Now the anointing. I got to know about it among born agains. I would hear it, but in the Anglican church it was never spoken about. about. But when I got to know about it, we, we, we didn't understand it well. What you could call the manifestation of the works of the Holy Spirit. Say for instance, the slaying anointing. That's what you used to call anointing. And in our days, any man or a woman of God who calls people to slay we would call them anointed. It was right. But it was not exactly right. Because it, even if you don't cause people to slay, it could be having an anointing. How does the anointing come about? The anointing the Bible talks about it in Isaiah. And Isaiah was relating it with the Holy Spirit. You know very well people in this generation that God has really revealed himself unto us. And we know that it is one God but he is manifested in the Trinity. And that one God, God our Father decided to be clothed in flesh and came to us. And even christened himself. He called himself Emmanuel. Meaning God is with us. That God, Emmanuel when he appeared before us he was here on, the, on this planet earth for 33 years he had come for a mission he had created his own flesh and put blood in it and that blood was a weapon 
It was a blood that washes. And it also fights the works of the devil. He had come for a purpose of He redeemed his creature. The creature he had created in his own image. He decided to come and redeem it himself. He did not send angels but decided to come himself and we call him Emmanuel which means that God is with us. Amen. So Jesus is son of God as we call him he is God in flesh. Amen. Amen. God putting on flesh. Praise the Lord. Now, God the Father still, the Father of, of our Lord Jesus, still our Father, chose to manifest himself as the Holy Spirit. Now, whenever we talk about the, the anointing, I remember Isaiah saying that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Saying, says Jesus, he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Says Jesus. Amen. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, he's above me. I'm under him. Amen. Amen. I'm beneath. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Which means if you are to be anointed, the spirit of the Lord must be above and you must be beneath as a sign of humbleness, as a sign of submission. Praise the Lord. Now Isaiah said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Actually he was prophesying. He was prophesying, he was revealing what will happen in the days of Jesus. Amen. Now that is the first time among the, 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 the times the Bible talks about anointing. Still Isaiah talks about anointing. That in that day the anointing will be poured and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Still Isaiah speaks about it. Many times in the Bible in the Old Testament different prophets spoke about anointing. Amen. Now, I want to talk about anointing in our days. In our days, we are so privileged that we have the one who anointed Jesus. The one, the very person who anointed Jesus is the very person God the Father gave us to live in us. Amen. Amen. When Jesus finished his mission, yes, we are 50 days later, 
God the Father fulfilled his promise. Katonda kitafe na tukirize kisubizo che kunsi. Amen. Amen. You know God had promised that he will pour his spirit upon all flesh. Prophet Joel prophesied that in the latter days God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. You can imagine the people of those days how they marveled at the statement. Because in those days, whenever you mention the spirit of God, they would just imagine it's the prophets. Only people who are separated to serve in the sanctuary. Amen. Those are the only people. When, when you mention the Holy Spirit, the prophets. Amen. But listen to this. What Prophet Joel says. That in the latter days, it's not only the prophets, but every, every flesh, everyone with flesh, he went ahead to say, even upon the, the, the slaves and the main servants, the servants and the main servants, those people are very despised in that time in Israel because they used to wash the feet when you'd visit anyone's home on walking, they would welcome you there would be a seat by the door and there was a towel there would be water waiting for you the servant would come and take your shoes off wash your feet and then you would enter the house it was a, a, a job for the slaves that is why the disciples had refused Jesus to wash their feet because it was for the slaves it was for those low people low people but listen to what Prophet Joel says. Upon all fresh, I'll also power out my spirit upon the servants and the maid servants. What have you said, Joel, again? Yes. Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Even upon the servants Is it what you have said? God? You're really. The spirit of the Lord is very honorable. He cannot alight upon the servants and the maid servants. But when the prophet speaks, then he has spoken. You people are to argue, go ahead and argue. But when the times came, God performed it. And he poured out his spirits upon the servants and the maidservants. This time around, the spirit was not only coming upon the prophets, but upon every flesh, upon all flesh, as long as you and you wash with the blood of Jesus, you have received the Holy Spirit already. You already qualify to receive the Holy Spirit. 
Who qualifies to receive the Spirit? He who has accepted and has been washed by the blood of Jesus. Why? In the Old Testament, this Holy Spirit, even if he would come down upon the prophets, he would never reside in them. No. He would just overshadow them and speak to them. Then he would lift and go back. It is a very simple reason. Why. When the Lord created us, he created us as a temple. Within us is a, a part where the Lord sits. Within us is a church where the Lord can sit. Apostle Peter That is why Apostle Peter calls us the temple. The temple of the Holy Spirit. Now a in the Old Testament. It was dirty and it was full of sin. And that is the reason why Jesus came. Jesus was very patient with the sin in the Old Testament. And what he would do, he would tell them sacrifice and let the and cover up sin because I'm a holy God but he said no a time will come I shall bring my own sheep I shall bring a lamb for myself that shall take away the sins of the world and he wondered at how he would do it usually before I do realities I first paint shadows and I show what is going to come in the future so he called his friend Abraham and he told him something told him to me and Abraham said because I understand you here he is I'm going to offer him to you. just before he would slaughter him a voice told him don't you dare look this side that goes the lamb you sacrifice the lamb instead Amen. and you have excelled Praise the Lord. He was uh, doing all that to show that a day will come and God will offer his only son for, for the sins of many. He will die as a sacrifice for taking away the sins of men. Amen. So he acted that out like that. And when the times came, our Lord Jesus came and he died. He died in a very bad way. Leave alone these these things that are acted out in movies. They get Jesus, uh, pin him on the cross when he's covered no that is not the way he was he was totally stripped naked and he was beaten up and he all got swollen and you couldn't recognize his eyes the blood spilled all over but even if he was on the cross when he died he didn't deny God 
He continued having a relationship with his father. And at the last hour he said, he still called him father. He was not calling him you man. He didn't change his language. In the thick of that pain, in the thick of those tests, how do you confess? Do you change your language? Relationship Does your relationship with God change? Does your conversation and the tone change? Listen to Jesus. At the last hour he said, Father, I surrender my soul in your hands. Amen. Amen. He was still a loving father. He was still a loving father. Despite of all the challenges, Jesus trusted his father up to the end. Loved his father out up to the end. Some people when you're going through problems, going through tests. Your love with God ceases. But Jesus' love continues. It never ceased. Yes, he felt the pain. But within him he knew my Redeemer liveth. Even if I die, he will rise me again. Even if I die, he will rise me again. Even if they chase me, even if they fire me, from my job to give me another one because he is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. Even if challenges come, I should not leave him because he is my only friend who can give me the last word because he has the final say in all things under the earth. He kept the relationship because he knew who God was. He knew who God was. Some people, when they are in the midst of the problems, they begin to judge God. Oh, God has not helped me. God has not blessed me. And they forget that he was there in the beginning. He is and he is to come. He will never change. He's the one who can kill and rise again. He's the resurrection and life. You have to keep the relationship with him. Even if you've died, even if you've fallen, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. For when I fall, I will arise. So many people lose their capital. And their works are and the people who are but because their relationship with Jesus has not been interfered Jesus arises and he says even if Lazarus you've been dead for four days even if the world claims that I can bless you and you live again it is very important for you to keep your relationship with God in the thick of your problems because problems come to kill your relationship with God. Battles come because they want to separate you from God. They want you to stop praying. They want you to stop giving. They want you to stop fasting. But Jesus said no. 
I know who you are. Nakulaba. I saw you. Nabera nawe banga deni. I said with you for a long time. Tusobola kuundeka. You cannot leave me. Bible yegamba. The Bible says. Talire kamutukuvuwe. He will never leave he will never leave his righteous in the heads to see corruption why was Jesus strong when Jesus started coming to the temple after him leaving the desert when he had started serving the Bible says that he got a roll of paper back then they used to write on why do they call it a scroll because they used to write on screen. and after they would roll it out, in the middle they would roll and that is why they would roll like every day Jesus would go to the temple the Bible says he started researching about everything that was written about him he started knowing every scripture the Bible says that he discovered himself in the scripture I don't know whether I don't know whether you know what the Bible talks about but he had already read that he never, never leave his righteous in the heads to see corruption because he knew him and he knew his work he didn't have to kill his relationship don't kill your relationship because you've gotten a job do not kill your relationship because you've been fired from your job don't ruin your because you've traveled to America because you've gone to Canada because you've traveled to South Africa the people who even brag just because they've traveled to Kenya because they stay in Rwanda and they ask themselves why should I pray I've already made it to heaven where are you Only one. I'm in Chigali Road. Chigali Road Road I don't know whether there's Chigali Road just like have Road. I think there's you see someone saying that the eating using chopsticks because because you stay in Saudi Arabia where you in Saudi Arabia don't kill your relationship with God because you're working Arabia. some of us just bypass the whites we've never shaken their hands and just because you reside under the same roof you feel as if you've made it in life you don't even have to come in for service don't kill your relationship Jesus knew his father in the thick of the pain he said, I will not let you go. I know you. I know what the Bible talks about me. I know that you not leave your righteousness in the heads to see corruption. He will not see corruption. I not see corruption. Now that's the situation that's But I will not leave you. So he held on to me. But in the last hour, he spoke to his father because we are still his father I don't know at this juncture while, while you have those so many deaths whether Jesus is still your father whether church is still your refuge 
Whether your pastor is still your father. I'm your father if you've gotten 50M. You fellowship because you bought a new car. But there are times when problems surround you. When everyone begins to laugh at you. When everyone monks you. I don't know whether in the midst of that problem you still have a relationship with your pastor. You still have a relationship with your God. But Jesus kept the relationship up to the end. Up to the end. Because he knew who God was. He's a resurrection and life. Even when I die, he will resurrect me. And he did it. He trusted him. And God is faithful. On the third day, God the Father rose Jesus from the dead. And he's alive forevermore. Forever and ever. He will never die again. He is alive. And he's here. He's there with you. He's doing miracles, signs, and wonders. He heals, delivers, blesses. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ, yes, the Son of the living God, is still with us. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to tell you, yes, Jesus, after him resurrecting from the dead, he started his works. After the Holy Spirit anointing him, he walked well and he did good. Uh, Acts 10, Talks about it. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Read in Luganda. Yes, um, Nazareth, Katuna, we move car, come after no more yum to Kuvuna Mani, Yatam Langanga, Colablonji, Gawanya, Bonava Jogewa, Abajogewangastani, Kuvanga Katundarinae. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he had anointing on him, Kuvanga Yaliafkidwa come after. He would do all these works. Amen. Amina. Healing, Okuanya Barade. Delivering people from evil spirits. It all started because Jesus was anointed. Amen. Now, anointing starts with the coming of the Holy Spirit. Every time you draw, you welcome the Holy Spirit. You have received one who has the horn of oil. And every time you permit him to be above you, and you obey him, you obey him and you submit when it's a submission um, and he tells you to pray and you go ahead and pray pray for this and you don't pray for anything else besides to, to pray for you give, he tells you to give and forgive and you let go 
And now that is very difficult. Do you know what, why it's very hard for people to forgive? Because they don't want to feel at a loss. That is pride. The world has pride. You don't want to be at a loss. A proud person cannot bear a loss. A proud person looks out for revenge. Everyone who is after revenge. If you want to do revenge on your husband. If you want to revenge on your friend. You're planning for revenge. To do something that can hurt you. I want to let you know. That God is not with you. A person who cannot forgive cannot go to heaven. A person who doesn't forgive is a proud person because they don't want to be at a loss. But a person who says, yes, I've surrendered. Let me bear the loss. I've made a loss. They've defeated me. The Lord is always with such people. Afterwards, God avenges for them if it is necessary. The Lord will never fight for you if you feel you have the strength to fight. The Lord will never give you money if you feel that your money can cause you to burn. The Lord will never give you wisdom if you feel you're wise. If anyone feels they're wise, the Lord cannot give them his wisdom. Because everything that the Lord gives has to be different from what the world gives. Even if it is peace, that is why Jesus said that my peace not as the world gives, but as I give. There is that peace that the world gives, but Jesus' peace is different. Amen. Amen. If you cannot forgive, then you cannot make it to heaven. No one should lie to you. The Bible says, forgive us of all our As we forgive those who sin against us. It's as if it if I forgive a ton of kuchikumi, also forgive me a ton of kuchikumi. As Forgive as I forgive the measure that you use with others is the same measure that God uses with you have you ever known that Jesus, in the ministry of healing every time he would be healing there is no one that he healed minus telling him that your sins have been cleansed why? Do you know that those maybe you're still keeping them in your life? Because there are people that you want to first revenge against. I'll first abuse that woman, then I'll be okay. That man had a, a child out of our local. That man cheated, I'll also first cheat so that he can also feel the pain. A proud person. Cannot bear a loss. But a humble person, the Lord loves them so much. He's the one who can bear a loss. They can bear a loss. And they're laughed at. That is why the Bible says that humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. 
That in due time he may lift you. God only helps the humble. God lifts the humble. After you accepting that you cannot handle anything. The Lord comes and shows his power and gives you his ability. Amen. Amen. After you confessing. I am guilty. Proud people never apologize. They cannot send you on Mm-mm. No. That is why God hates pride like a problem. So many born again are proud. They don't want to show that they are lowly. So many people don't testify because they are proud. They wait for those big people. They wait for God to build them a story so that they can appear before the congregation and testify. That is why God is not going to perform miracles for you. You got a testimony, but you, you considered it as something small, despised it, and yet other people see it as big. Everything that God does. He does it to lift his name. He doesn't do it to please you. Yes, you, you become joyful. But he does everything to lift his name. These days I've been praying. Now it's approaching four days. I pray while I pull out the, the, the testimonies that the devil swallowed. I discover that there are people who have testimonies and they've uh, started that testimony. They call them small. They say those testimonies are not That happened in the past. Testimonies never age. God does something because He wants to lift His name. Your testimony is a gospel. There's someone who hears your testimony and But for you, you've stifled it. You're there saying, My works are not but even the way you were lifted to have that job was also a testimony but you never said it before the congregation you never mentioned it because you're proud work on your pride who says that whoever is proud has something to them you see there are no bodies but they are really bright you see them feeling good God to give me one M no this is just the beginning isn't that our motto in Buddha praise the Lord it's just the beginning it's just the beginning if he gives me a billion shillings I will stand before all men and testify so that everyone is Wow. That is why this pride has hindered you. People who are proud cannot apologize before their wives. They cannot apologize to their husbands. If someone is proud, they cannot confess that they are guilty. Look out for those people who always have excuses for everything. That is a sign of pride. They don't have any support for every issue that has happened they have an excuse for why are you late 
They have an answer for that. Why aren't you eating food? They have an answer for Why that. Why haven't you greeted so and so? They have an answer for it. When will you ever be guilty? When will you ever send me to When will you ever humble yourself? Some prayers are held Because of the pride within us. There are some people because of the pride they have. With the pastors who are not who are neither on radio or TV have made him who he is. And the anointing and the prayer. And it's the covenant upon us that has come. But they cannot say that my pastor is Pastor Luama. They cannot even advertise me out there. Who is your pastor? Pastor Gleason Stewart. Um, Why do you want to christian your kids with those olden names? names. But then I got to know that just because you are But you change and you new names like what? Ah, Kimberly, Bible, go get a coach, Talks Joffrey. 
ategendirawo kutia amanyaga no gagundi gano gano ga ngondeke banyini go bayinzo kwesitala the owners of the names might stumble nsiye sitala mango it's easy for people to stumble sobya game tunama nyamaka dekastoli mupya mu yesu good thing you're new in christ olimupya mu yesu you're new in christ okay today ngiyagala According to Acts of Apostles the Bible calls it a gift. When you repent you receive a gift of God. Amen. Amen. You receive a gift of God. When that gift of God comes in you you receive the anointing. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we talked about anointing and how to retain the anointing. How can you retain the anointing? You keep the anointing. From Monday to Monday. You have to work on some issues which pierce the your retainer Amen. Amen. there are some things like obusungu like anger kuyomba contention kugia backbiting having friends that don't nurture you kichechirala what else and so many other things so many people the friends that you you all they spill the anointing that you have but yet if you have the anointing in the inside of you, it's the anointing that crafts us those friends that you chill with take you to places that cause your anointing to spill amen amen the friend the rather the the people that you rub shoulders with those people they have to either help you retain your anointing or it's spilling the devil knows it that the anointing is something very important and the devil also knows that he's not to touch the anointed ones the devil only fears the anointed ones where the anointing is is where the Holy Spirit is the reason why the devil touches you and oppresses you in the night while you are asleep he has never seen a single drop of anointing I mean the presence of the spirit of God in you when the devil sees the spirit of God in you he knows that you are already anointed because the spirit of the Lord is in you so the one in you is is greater than the devil the devil fears the one in you that's why the Bible says greater is he that is in you he refers to the Holy Spirit when 
you have the spirit of God in you, you have the anointing. Amen. If you keep the spirit of God, you keep the anointing. Now when the devil is moving up, moving up and down, like a, a, a roiling lion, looking for the one to devour, when he sees the spirit of God, he branches he doesn't want to come near you because it is written never to touch the anointed ones of God hallelujah there is an anointing which crafts you the anointing in you crafts you the anointing in you teaches you the anointing in you elevates you the anointing in you makes you wise teaches you does many Things. But the devil knows if you separate with the Holy Spirit, you will not have anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So he causes you to do things contrary to the will of God. Amen. Amen. The devil is wise, but he is foolish. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you if you have the Spirit of God in you, you still have the anointing. Because the spirit of God is the one who anoints. He bears the horn of oil. He's the one who anoints. Keep him. When you keep him, you shall retain the anointing. Keep him. And you retain the anointing. So what should we do then? The Bible says that can two move together unless if they reconcile. The devil doesn't want you to reconcile with the spirit. If you're moving with the Holy Spirit, the things that he instructs you to do and he instructs you not to do certain the life of moving with the Holy Spirit, the life of retaining the anointing, the saints of the Old Testament used to operate in the laws. Amen. Amen. We too say that we are not governed by the Lord. But you're lying to yourself. If the Holy Spirit is in the inside of you, within you tells you do this. The king's request is a command. Amen. Pray. Fast. Forgive. Be at a loss. Be at a loss. Come down. Do not speak. Be silent. When you are moving, you hear a voice from behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When you're taking the left, or when you're moving to the right, do's and don'ts. You do not walk the way you wish. You walk as you instruct. You do not move as you wish. But you move as you instruct. If you are to keep the anointing, keep the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit of God is in you, you don't do as you want. You do what He wants. It's a life of do's and don'ts. Amen. He speaks to you. Hallelujah. Amen. He can't even spend a day without speaking. Yet he's there. 
once you're eating and you're eating grass, and you've not eaten the neighbor's things you've not eaten the cassava the herdsman is always there minding his business and blowing his flute but you feel the people who think that the Lord forsook them but he's right there what, what, is, what do you want him to say yet you're on the right track but every time you're leaving the right track he starts pulling you back to the right place. That is when you hear instructions. Unless if he's giving you new instructions. But he's always there. And he's like, that is why. You have to keep him busy. Keep him busy. According to Ephesians 5 17. It says, therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dispersion, but be filled with the Spirit, mm-hmm. speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Submitting to one another in the fear of God. Amen. Amen. Okay. Abe face Sulatano, Nuri, or Kubinum Sam, Pakurabidumorum. Kaditemoveranga Vasilu Sidu, Nayem Tegeringa, Mukamoa Fichagara Wichiri, Sotem Tamiranga Mwenge, Kubanga Mugua Munimoke Gayagula, Nayemu Jurengo Moyo, Gamogera Gananga Muzabuli Nenimba. Nebi yebio moyo, ngamu imbanga, ngamu mukubirange nanga mumutima gwamwe, mukama wafe. Ngamweba zange nakuzona, orabio nakatona chitafe, mulinyalia mukama wafe yes Christo. Ngamu lida gananga mukutia Christo. Hallelujah. Amen. Mubi ulide. Have you heard ngamu lida gananga mukutia Christo? Submitting to one another in the fear of God. So many people don't want to submit to the In church, you only want to submit to the pastor. The usher tells you, park over there. And you tell them, the pastor told me to always park here. But you people, you can't be too much. You found us here, you leave us here. You found us here and you leave us here. You first swallow and take water for that cause. And you're like, Lord God, what is this? I came where then shall I go? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Submitting to one another. Solomon, do you obey everyone or submit to everyone who rejects do you submit to Asimwe? Eh, Do you submit to him? Do you submit to him? Where is the other ah, Do you submit to Asimwe? He already reported you. Eh, now it's time for me to really tell you that. Said he, that young man never submits to me. But you have to submit to him because he's older than you. Secondly. Okay, as you submit one another. But what I wanted you to understand. You can keep the spirit of God busy. By making melody. To him. 
in your heart. Amen. You can even sing. As you sing, you keep him busy. Hallelujah. Amen. Even if I come to you are fixing your meal, I tell you, let me go, I'll come back. But the people can be there. And you know what? Hmm. From morning, the songs that they are singing. Kamiri miri, kamiri miri. Ani umulala. And who else? Lutaya, maani bani bani abayi bivensi. Gula vito mutuju. Mhm. Ani? Ndeka. Gira njia, gira njia Amina. Hey, Munangi. Hey. Those lousy songs are the ones that you're playing in your living room. And you're dancing. You keep having strokes when the song is playing. The angels are like, did we really come to God? Is this the person we are going to? And I think he lied to, to the father. All of you who stay in the diaspora, well, the songs that, have, that play in the house, the angels that would have kept God live, already got leave. Because just like it is in just like it is in heaven so should it be the singing and worship in heaven but your bedroom and your living home you have home theaters setting a music you set that music on turning on your lights some home of you. the home theater turns itself automatically and what, what song does it play Vinka. Mulete Abalala. About other artists. Ah, ah, Namba Baliaba. Baliba Nafa Balala. King Saha Mulete Nekubazung. Nina Mulido Konyo. Mulido Konyo. Mulika said, Mwetolo Lida Wano. Munatano to Gababetu Tawidanga Kabe, Manyango. and the woman offloads herself. And the man gets a hold of his jitter. Starts stamping his foot as, as the woman dances. It's not easy to make money. You're about to tell me those words. And because you know the really Uganda well, you think the entire Uganda knows them. Okay, okay. Mukama Praise the Lord. Amina. Amen. That is how we are. Yes, we Praise Jesus. There is something I'm asking. What kind of music do you play in your house? What kind of music do you play in your car? Music. What kind of music? 
those Jamaican artists that uh, you really find interesting on turning on the light and then you dance to the rhythm and God pips at one you mean the, the person I drew from poverty whatever they bought that is what they are playing your aura is very humble when you but after getting money you become something else you start bearing other fruits so the angels just take off. Demons are moving around in the night. They see the anointing. Because when the Holy Spirit leaves, he lives with his everything. He lives with his horn of oil. Now as the devil is moving here and there, he says where the anointing is is where I go. Where the anointing is not is where I go. the anointed ones of God. Even if you say never touch, never touch. He pulls your adder out. By the time you gain your senses, you're already gone. The brother died and Which heaven? The things that keep the Holy Spirit. Praises. Amen. Speaking. Uh, heavenly, heavenly language. Not tongues. Heaven, a heavenly language. Yes. Like as in when you speak Bible verses. There are people who surprise you, especially the Baganda. Even the president Museveni can't make a speech. And he doesn't give a Nagera. He says those proverbs. Even the Baganda. They cannot speak something. And they don't quote their proverbs. Or their yeah. The proverbs. Yeah. This is what Uganda says. This is what now, even you are born again. Why can't you quote the Bible because scriptures? When you just I mean, Bible, no, you even involve your the, the, the scriptures in your day-to-day language. Do you understand? You have no and you involve scriptures when you're preaching. But in your conversation, you have a relation with that conversation and one story that was in the Bible. Those things keep the Holy Spirit in your houses. When you see any quarrel, you stay out of it. Because I don't know if you're pregnant and the, the people who are punching themselves whether you can be involved in that You leave because they can cause you to miscarriage. You also have to learn to stay away from evil. Amen. Amen. You stay away Bible from evil. Gamba, the Bible says that what did Job do? Job, what did Job do? 
shunned evil. That Job shunned evil. Kwa gama, nga ye walobubi. He would shun evil. Everywhere there was evil, he would say, I would not Kubanga be there. Because there is something that he would he could he could he could could end up piercing his a bag of oil and it like but I want to tell you you are there watching blue movies and you are going to see yet at your home in Chagwe they are saying all the grandchildren you get to them you know there is no distance in the spiritual that the demons don't need that visa to uh, travel from Chagwe they would already be there other grandchildren we have to follow they were given to us so that we we and we're in the shrine and they were thanking us that thank you for working and keeping so we have to keep safe if we have to keep you safe every child of ours has, is limited to this we have to keep that low standard so they keep you at that standard the demons not only but they keep you in bondage thank you for working and keeping they keep you in sickness they have to make sure that you are sick just like everyone else. They have to keep the instructions of Lucifer. Because they are appreciated in the And they even given an offering. Judges, thank you for working and keeping. Thank you for keeping these girls from being Thank you for keeping the boys poor. Thank you for keeping their marriage in disorder. You raise your older sibling. And you say hello. Say hello. I'm here. He beat me up. That is what I was also about he also beat me up. And on talking to Nakachwa, she had also been beaten up. What happened to these men? Let us all return home. Then before you know it, you've all returned to your father's house. And your, your, your parent is hurting you. But you do not know that the demons that keep that keep that standard of you returning to your house, they pull you out of your marriages because you are given an offering that thank you for working and keeping. Amen. Amen. Now why wouldn't those demons get to you? Because you go to bed in anger. The Bible says that the sun should never rise and fall when you're still angry. Meaning you should work on yourself within 12 hours, work on the anger so that by the time the demons look out for you, they can't get you because you're under a covering. 
Do you know that the covering helps you to take cover? Taking a cover mafuta. You take cover in there. And everything that is after you can't no cover. You take cover in the uh, No taking a cover Musai You take cover in the blood of Jesus. As the demons come looking out for you, they can't find you. But for you every time. You're unforgiving. You just show yourself that you're likened to your forefather. You just reveal yourself. It is you that gets yourself out of the covering. And that is why people are not pastored always with problems. You don't have a spiritual father. Some of you have them. But what you call your spiritual They don't even have a single spiritual father. They cannot cover anyone. They themselves are not covered. You can look at someone who has no covering. Shivering all the time. Shaking. Because they never get warm. You who doesn't get warm, how can you make anyone else warm? People are ignorant. If you have no covering, you cannot cover another one. Get the covering, then you'll cover another one. The spiritual covering cannot be bought in Saudi you cannot go to a win and buy a spiritual covering it begins with God the Father when God appoints a minister a real appointment a divine appointment that is the beginning of the covering if God calls you he sets you apart for a generation not for a particular church but the whole generation and people begin to take cover under your calling they cover themselves they hide in the power of the blood in the power of your calling in the covenant upon your life that is how we begin prospering. But you're born again. What do you pray from? I pray from Chijabijo. Who is your pastor? On Sunday, I pray from Chijabijo. On Tuesday, I pray from Manyangwa. Wednesday, on Wednesdays, I go to town for prayers. So in summary, I have five pastors. If this one's contact is off, then I, I call the other one. You have a problem with your head. You have a problem with your head. And I have to just block that hole that you have on your head. You have to have a home of your own. You have to have a spiritual father. If you wish, you can visit, but have a home of your own. Visit, but you should have a spiritual home. And there are also some people that visit. And they have a habit. They don't want to eat from their home. They want to eat where they visit. They visit here and eat. They go elsewhere and eat. By the time they go back home, they ask them, will you have some food? No. Because they've already eaten around the village. Are you there? How come you're very quiet? Please don't hate me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Covering. 
I look at people who have a covering. But it's very easy for one to get a covering. Everyone cannot be ahead. Never. That is why we all have one head and that's Christ Jesus. That is the head of the entire church, of the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Israel has only one, grand, one ancestor and, that's and they're proud of him. But why do we have so many? It's, it's pride. You don't want to stoop low under someone. Amen. Amen. You make your own generation. You can do it. If God is anointing it, you struggle with it. Telling you, you struggle with it. Whatever the Lord has not birthed, it doesn't overcome the world. But whatever the Lord has birthed overcomes the world. If the Lord births a business, even if it is hit by hailstorms, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Or is wait upon God before He. Birth is because whatever you birth shall die. But the Lord's, whatever the Lord birth is, uh, remains forever. And overcomes the world. This world is uh, one of hustling. But we bless the Lord. That if the Lord birth is something. I will be your shield. He promised. I will be your shield. Before it hits you, it will hit me. Before it reaches you, I will be in front of you to guard you, to divert you, to divert those, those arrows. As you move in the midst of the battlefield, you see arrows, but they don't reach you because there is a shield ahead of you. In the end, they wonder how you manage to pass through, but they forget. Maybe they are ignorant. They don't know that you have a shield. Amina. Why did you pass to get to to get to wherever you are and you say it's been God. It's God who has been involved in my issues. It's Jesus who has been involved in my life. He's been my shield. I've been at, he's been at the front and I've been following him. That is why born again he does not lead. He waits for God to lead him. Because the, the, the devil Ambushes everywhere. You have to know. You have to listen to the voice of the commander. The one who spies the situation. You have to listen to his voice. He alerts you that take cover. And you take cover. Amen. For him, he stands and fights for you. In this battle, you will not have to fight. Stand still. You will see the salvation of the Lord. Praise the Lord.
That is how things are. I'm talking about anointing. If you are anointed, the devil cannot touch you. But some people are anointed, but they can't keep the anointing. Why don't you keep your anointing? Reason number one, if you don't do what God tells you to do, you can't stir up the anointing. You can't keep the anointing. Some people are anointed, but the anointing can't be manifested. Because they have never done what God told them to do. If you do what God tells you to do, on a daily basis, you stir up the anointing. When the anointing manifests, the demons run away. When the anointing is manifested, it does its work. It crafts you. Hallelujah. Amen. It crafts you. It breaks the yokes. Destroys the yokes. Open people's hearts. Hallelujah. Amen. Opens doors. Anointing does a lot. But you have to stay to stir it up. How? By doing the will of the Spirit. The will of the Spirit. You have that still small voice. When the still small voice tells you to do something. And you do it at that particular moment. You have stirred up the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Also, if you to keep the anointing. You have to be in the place where the Lord expects you to be. So many of you are anointed. But the anointing is not manifested. Because you move by your plan. Not by the plan of God. Stay where God wants you to stay. Be what God wants you to be. If God calls you a mopper, you mop. Good thing you get your salary. Hallelujah. Amen. You can park your car over there. There's a clip that was viral on social media. It was all over on social media. A man came with all his friends. And saw girls mopping a church. And thought they were doing badly. He approached one and said, Do you get my business? I'll give you a job. Because every time I come here, I find you mopping. And the lady was like, fine. Let me take it and so we could exchange. I'll give you mine too. So that man came with all when he was all boasting. Amen. With his khaki. And he had packed his lousy car. The girl arose. And got the khaki. While the man was looking at her. On drawing clothes. She opened up a BMW. And the man was the man oh, no, was like, do you, do you mean this is a machine? She's not opening means of transport, but a machine. Amen. She was opening. Machine. Machine. Praise the Lord. 
The man lost words at that point. Let me tell you. I can serve God in something that you think is despised. But as long as it is the will of God. I, I see it in my reward. I want you to get a revelation. Jesus spoke these words. Listen to it carefully. My food is to do the will of the one who sent me. What is food? It is something that you have and you, you, you're energized and you enjoy yourself. It is something that you eat and you grow and then you look good. You can find Jesus and you say, Your ministry is progressing. What is the secret? What causes you to, to enjoy your life like a Chinese who is having that food with chopsticks? I get food from God. And my food comes after doing the will of the one who sent me. My food, my job, my exaltation comes after doing the will of the one who sent me. That is the meaning of the scripture. That my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. My food. You want food? You are still hungry. Amen. You are still hungry. You are weak. You have to eat. No one admires you because you don't have food. You don't have a job. There's no providence. You lack one thing. You don't do the will of the one who sent you. Who sent you? God the Father sent me. God sent me. And I, as a pastor in my office, I send people. You refuse to you people. Let me say you Nakalanzi. When you were starting to serve, it is not God who sent you, but it's me who sent you. But God just gave you confirmation. When you were coming in a taxi, no funa transvision. You got a transvision. It's as if you had napped. And you saw yourself interpreting. When you go to church that very day, I called you out so you could interpret. Yet you had never interpreted before. God calls Moses. And Moses calls his servants. God calls Jesus. And Jesus chooses the twelve. And he says, Follow me. You follow me. You follow me. If you fail to do the will of the one who sent you, if you don't do as I want, the one who sent me cannot bless you. So you have to submit to the dreams, to the vision of the one who sends you in ministry. Amen. Some people overlook us and say, I'm doing the will, I'm doing the will of God. But also God says, 
he who receives you receives me. He who receives me, Jesus, receives the one who sent me. That is God the Father. Hallelujah. Amen. I look at the body of Christ and there are so many hungry souls. But I know the reason why. They fail to understand towards their The will of God is a very broad topic. What the Lord wants the will of God. There are some people you're born again, but where you are. What you do. God has never sent you to do that. And I really pray that God will help us before Jesus is returned. That he will come for uh, and appear before some Ugandan pastors. There are men I've ever pastored and as we speak they have churches but God has never told me that they will be pastors. But they feel like they are doing the will of God. I just decided to watch them. I was like let me just watch and see. There is one of them. They had just gotten saved. And he was he used to look like a wild rat. And I told him, you, time will come. And people will tell you to start up a church but never do it. You are not a man of God. You are not a pastor. You are not a pastor. I told that person more than five times. And I'd even for every time I would tell him, I'd forget that I'd told him prior. But today he's a pastor. Do you think it's difficult for one to be a pastor? You can be one and you even have a church. I told you of one gentleman. Those are the late Kenneth Higgins. If I have not forgotten. I pastored 12 years outside the will of God. He wrote in his book, When I read that, I feared. I said, oh. What? You can pastor outside the will of God. Yes. You can pastor outside the will of God. It's very easy to go and study these things. You graduate and they give you a church. But according to God. He called you to be something else. Amen. You could be a, a minister. But we don't serve to please others. There's a day, a day we are going to get a prize. On judgment day. When everything is gone. When all the cars are no more. When all the orphans are no When the houses are no more. When the titles are no more. How will you ever stand before the Lord? When everything has vanished. Because you desired honor. There are some people who join ministry. And they are after jobs. They want to be employed. In our days. They used to do that. 
And actually many people entered the ministry. You, do you know what the devil lied to them? Every time you would pray uh, for your in salvation for five years but you don't have a job. It was the, the same they would tell people that the Lord is seeking out for you. He wants you to serve him. Do you know where the, that mentality came from? They got it from the Lubales. They got it from the Lubales and brought it to church. When you're in Kampala and you're jobless, they keep telling you that the spirits are asking you to build them a shrine. Now they thought that if you fail to get a job, and you don't have anything to do. They would say, brother, sister, the Lord is calling you. It is the Lord biting everything that you own so that you can serve But the Lord doesn't operate that way. Every person that he called, he didn't first smite their words. Elisha got his oxen because he was a rich man, but he slaughtered them, gave out the meat, and followed Elijah. Successful man with boats and nets and served the Lord willfully. Peter left all everything that he had, the nets and everything that he had, and followed Jesus. And many, many people, responsible people, they decided to follow Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Rich people follow the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. But in our era, if you fail to get a breakthrough, it's not a sign that God is calling you to serve. Seek God until you get a breakthrough. Serving God starts with a calling. Yeah. You're called and you're assigned a role. Amen. Amen. And you're given a confirmation letter at that particular job. I was simply called. I didn't have any problems. But I was called of the Lord. I hadn't gotten any challenges then. No. I didn't have any. I didn't have any kids. I didn't have anything. I didn't have any problems. But God called me. And I refused. I refused. But I told you why I rejected the call. I love good things. And I love a good life. I used to look at the pastors that lived back then. And there is no one that would attract me to God. So I refused until one day when God got a hold of me. I had gone for a seminar in Watoto Central. Back then when it was still KPC. Amen. Amen. I seated at the back and I was listening in. There were the prophetic Jews from the USA. They had come to hold a seminar. While we were listening. 
you came, came out of them and moved through the corridors, reached where I was seated. And there ran four people and he moved past them. And he came and asked me, Are you still refusing? Are you still refusing to serve God? He laid his hands upon me. And prayed. I don't know whether I speak the Jewish language or in other tongues, I don't know. After him laying hands upon me, I arose. I waited for him to, to go back to his seat then I got up and got out of the church and I was like God what do you want with me please leave me with my peace I want to, to be what I want to be but a day came in my room I surrendered and I told Jesus let you all be done I will serve you wherever you send me I shall go Amen Amen. I have a confirmation letter from God different prophets spoke in my life confirming my calling and even today I still get messages from heaven to show that the Lord is with me and he appreciates what I do. Praise the Lord. So I want, before I finish, I want to tell you this. If you were there and people are telling you you've prayed, done everything but things have failed the Lord is calling you, you're disobeying they're lying to you the demons that we have to attack smite them and we make them let go of your wealth if the Lord is to call you he will call you but it's not your bad situation that will cause you to be called let me repeat it if the Lord is to call you he shall call you but not in that bad situation that you're going through yet even some people that he has called if they disobey at times the Lord uses those situations to pull them to himself but it's after them being called and they reject the calling God takes away everything around them to show them that they have to obey him amen I know you have heard so what I want to tell you please never make a mistake let that bad situation you're going through you're seeing this uh, pastoring only in one side side. because after God lifted my pastor I got to know later on that even if you've been back to Najati you can find me in Kasangati yet I'm headed to Entebbe yet I'm still in Kasangati it is a journey I saw them while they were still in Kasangati yet they were headed to Entebbe Hallelujah. Amen. But slowly by slowly as I kept, I kept understanding that yes, 
Nana tambule bigere chikumi asoka na chigere chimu. Even a person who used to take a hundred footsteps starts with one. Oyinzo kubanga wayiti wakatonda. You could have been called of the Lord. Neyinga tonna bakuba wadde ne bicycle. But you don't even possess a bicycle. Togwamman. Do not be discouraged. Step by step. Not all at once. But step by step. And each step is always a miracle. Believe in yourself. Focus on Jesus. Ignore the challenges. There are many challenges and waves in the journey. But stick on Jesus. Put your eyes on Jesus. You will see what God will do for you. One day, people will, te- will say surely the Lord had called them. Hallelujah. Amen. I wanted to, to tell you this. They shouldn't lie to you and call you that you should serve. If you bear any ministry, if you bear any call, go get your spiritual father and he will nurture your, your calling. Because you cannot go to serve when you're not when you're not commissioned. When you commission yourself and your father didn't thought that it was not the right time for you to be sent, then you don't live with a blessing. You don't live with a blessing. You don't go with a covering. It means you have you're like one who has washed and hung in the in the in the soil, on the ground rather. There are some pastors that ask me what is the secret behind you? At times I find it hard to give them money. Because they can't take in some of the truth that I'll, I'll share with them. How can I tell you that you were not called for secure church and go be someone's sheep? you've started becoming famous everyone is calling you pastor pastor how can they call you a fellowship people cannot bear that and not let me hang in the poverty you hang in that poverty but you'll end up going because you end up lying when the Lord is not communicating you not have any messages all the messages will be concocted from your head every time you preach things that are coming from your head that is judgment how can you speak in the name of the Lord the things that the Lord has not spoken even if you've spoken a message and you say that says the Lord and the spirit is not sending on that message even if he's the one who said you are making God to lie Shaking his head, you might think he. Understood. What have you understood? Hmm. 
Mkama Praise the Lord. Ani ategende chense mbezai. Was understood what I've said last. Msaji aliwali anyike simu. You've said. If God never called you. You preach and your messages are exhausted. And you start lying. Awenjagalao. Even if you preach something from the Bible, but it is not the will of God at that particular moment, it's a mistake. Repeat it well. Even if, if I quote, let me put it right. If I wake up and pick a scripture, and I say I'm going to preach this. And I preach it as if God has told me. As if it is the daily bread. When the spirit of God has not told me to preach that. And I call it a daily bread. I make God a liar. Have you understood? Have you understood it? This is really in depth. Haven't understood it. Let me repeat it for you. If among your messages that you sent me, yes, I have them in my inbox. Let me say December message. And there is something that you told me yesterday. Or something that you've just told me. And I got told that you wanted me to tell And I tell them the Mr. Sali has December. And whatever I'm telling them. But I don't tell them. I'll have made you Even if it is you who, who made those statements in December. Bible that is why the Bible says that let him who has ears hear what the Spirit is saying. Present continuous. What the Spirit is telling the church. The reason why we don't have Rema words. We need pastors who pay a price to hear the words at that particular what the spirit is telling the church to bring them forth to the church omoyo chabagambe kanisa I can open the Bible. It is God that spoke the Bible. But there is a message that the Lord is passing on right now. If I fail to get his message to the church right now, the church does not prosper. The church is tired because it doesn't receive fresh food. You need to listen for that particular hour. When you're hearing the voice of God, that voice breaks the cedars of Lebanon. That voice shakes 
the gates of hell. That voice uproots whatever the devil did, whatever the father did not plan. We have to connect ourselves to the Holy Spirit to help us to know what the father wants to speak to his people at that particular moment. The same with the songs. You, the Zoe's that sing. You have to pick the right, the right tune at the right time, and you speak it forth. You sing it forth. When you sing the right song at the right moment, the congregation receive a fresh anointing. The church has to pay the price. Not the church, but the leaders. Choir leaders. Church leaders. Pay the price on the knees. And bring fresh food. A man is not kept. When you keep it, it goes bad. Katona are serving fresh foods. The Lord only serves fresh food. But when you say whatever message I preached in Chenjojo is what I'm going to preach here. These men are likened to those of Chenjojo. Let me give them the gospel that I preached in Chenjojo. Maybe that message that you preach might, might have been fresh food for those people in Chenjojo. But when you are in Kasangat, it might be left over food. It might have already rotten. You have to pick fresh food for the, the, the right congregation. Hallelujah. That is very complicated. May the Lord help us. Praise the Lord. Uh, many things that we can learn. Amen. Amen. But let me repeat the statement before we close. Manya. No. The right word at the right time. Ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't be lying. It is us who grow weak, but the Spirit is still speaking to the church. Just because people no longer have ears. If you have ears, you can hear what the Spirit is telling the church. But the, the ears are blocked. And even some have ears. But the devil makes sure that he brings chaos. During the chaos, you cannot hear the voice of God. The chaos of deaths. When you're receiving uh, phone calls from all corners, it's the reason why God would send the, the prophets to the desert. They would go to the desert where there's no chaos and they would only and they would be there in the desert. They would keep in the desert, keep silent and hear the voice of God. Eventually. But if they're asking you for tea leaves, sugar, the that is you, why people who you run away from chaos if you want to listen to the voice of God. But even if you don't run away, for me, I can see 24 you send all messages, all audios, but I know how to tune myself. Amen. I know to, to, 
to, to, to tap on the right button and I get rid of the, the chaos and then I tune into the spirit and listen to what God says then I bring fresh food for you you also feel full I'm seeing you wipe your, your tongue through your teeth but if I were a girl yes. you betrothing me want to get married want me to marry you get married to you and we go for a party after eating you you roll your tongue through your teeth that is when I, I get rid of you I hate that what else don't you like Another thing. <laughs> Someone who supports their fly. The other one who scratches their back. Asuna, how is your stuff? Asuna, I dump the application in the dustbin. Okay. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening to me. I know that you have learned. But everything has a price to pay. There's a price to pay for it. There is a scripture that people ask me about. It says if you admire ministry, it is a good job. It is Paul that said that. And he mentioned the qualifications of a minister. And what about that? Someone can admire to be a minister. But you serve under you serve under someone who has a calling or who has an appointment. Because I told you that one can call servants. But the ones he has called, he can also peruse through their qualifications and keenly study. But when they are serving together, he can instruct them to rectify here and there just like people work together with a mechanic 
you you work together but you're the brains behind everything. But the problem that those people get they don't know their limit. When they learn whatever they've learned they go start up their own garage. And they start ruining other people's cars. So what I want to let you know you can serve under someone and you prosper until going to heaven when you've not become a senior pastor. But you're serving once you are and God can reach you and bless you. And even your senior pastor cannot stop God. He can't. God passed uh, pass by Eli and went to and gave Samuel a calling. Do you understand? There's no one that God can fail to reach. There is no one who can hinder him or stop him. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, I would like to request you. If you want to serve God, sit under the servant. Even a minister is not, uh, cannot do everything on his own. Because serving God means serving men. Amen. Amen.